At Baptist Health South Florida, it's our mission to care for you when you're injured or sick and help you stay healthy and fit. Welcome to the Baptist Health Talk podcast, where our respected experts bring you timely, practical health and wellness information to improve your family's quality of life. For many of us, working from home during the pandemic is a pain in the neck and the back and the wrists and the hips. If your aching body is telling you your work-from-home situation isn't working, we have some helpful tips on this episode of Baptist Health Talk. Welcome back, Baptist Health Talk podcast listeners. I'm your host, Dr. Jonathan Fialco. I'm a practicing preventive cardiologist and lipidologist at the Miami Cardiac and Vascular Institute at Baptist Health South Florida, as well as Chief Population Health Officer at Baptist Health. One of the goals of this podcast is to bring on experts to answer the kinds of health questions my colleagues and I are asked on a daily basis. The coronavirus has brought major changes to the way we work and live. Working from home in less than ideal conditions has become a fact of life for many of us, and we're likely spending a lot more time on our sofa watching TV as well. The result, a lot of complaints about sore backs, stiff necks, painful wrists. Studies have shown 60 to 75% of computer and office workers complain of some form of musculoskeletal discomfort. All of these are office jobs at desks and personal computers. This doesn't even include people who are working now on laptops on their couches. Today, we'll talk about some real-life solutions to these issues with my guest, Dr. Justin Thottom, a physiatrist with the Spine Center at the Miami Neuroscience Institute at Baptist Health South Florida. Welcome to the podcast, Justin. Hi, Dr. Fialco. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I really appreciate it. It's an honor to be here. And I appreciate everyone having me as a guest today. Well, again, we appreciate your time. And please refer to me as Jonathan. This is very conversational and very <laughs> informal. Okay. Um, Justin, we, we've, we've had um, um, one of our previous podcasts, one of your colleagues, Dr. Ron Tolchin, who had a wonderful uh, podcast with information about uh, back pain in general. We're going to talk specifically more about posture and effects of the COVID working at home. But it's always good to start off with what is a physiatrist? Explain to the public what your specialty really entails. So a physiatrist is a, is a physician who treats a broad variety of uh, medical conditions. So it, it can affect... Um, problems with the spine, with the brain, with nerves, joints, muscle, ligaments, and other pathologies. The list goes on. Uh, we focus mostly on function um, to be specialized, uh, and we can specialize in multiple fields, including pain medicine, sports medicine, spinal cord injury, brain injury, uh, and again, the list goes on. We work like hand-in-hand with physical therapists, occupational therapists, speech therapists, and once again, the main function of us or the main goal of our ours is to help a patient regain function. So uh, decrease their symptoms, decrease their pain, and uh, increase their function. So when I see a patient uh, come into my office, I evaluate them with a, with a thorough history and physical, uh, try to make a treatment plan, and alleviate their symptoms. Um, eventually, the goal is to kind of get patients to do what they want to do. Uh, I love playing basketball myself. So I say this all the time. If somebody told me I can't do, ba- if I had an injury that I can't play basketball or if some, a physician told me I can't play basketball anymore, that would crush my soul. So um, my goal is to listen what to the patient wants to do, whether it be taking care of the grandchildren, going back to work, playing sports, uh, with the hope that I can treat uh, their symptoms and get them back to do what they want to do. So I'm sure with that skill set and with that specialization, you've been very busy and as has the group prior to COVID, just based on normal life and aging and whatnot. Um, What are you seeing now through COVID? What kind of uh, um, injuries or complaints are you seeing more commonly that can be attributed towards the change in our lifestyle through this pandemic? So kind of like you uh, introduced it, a lot of people are complaining more of back pain, neck pain, uh, wrist 
issues, um, pain that goes into their legs, pain that goes into their arms. And it may, it may be from just sitting for too long or, or not being as active. Uh, because of the pandemic, a lot of people, uh, and rightfully so, have been uh, quarantined. So uh, they've just been less activity. So go, not going to the office, not walking up the stairs, not walking around the office saying hello to people, not going grocery shopping, which is an exercise that we don't even think that we're doing. So walking through aisles of a grocery store is actually exercise. It's more activity than, uh, than we're doing now, I feel. Um, so people, patients have come in and say, hey, listen, my pain started right around the pandemic started. And uh, the pain has been so severe that every time I'm sitting at, at my desk, by the end of the day, the pain just gets worse and worse. Uh, and, and that's something that I've just been seeing a lot more uh, now. Are, are, is it attributable to, or it's because you brought up a couple of good points, is it attributable to not being as physically active in general or just sitting in one place? Meaning if you're home and you're not going out to super, supermarket, it, there are things you can do at home rather than just sit in one place for a long period of time. So is it really a matter of not going out or just not even moving? I think, I think it's um, the fact of not moving. Um, I think the, the growth, when I brought the grocery store, I mean that it's, it's, it's an exercise that we don't even think about right. that we're doing that's kind of cut out of our lives. But I, I think that when you're sitting on a, on a desk, on a computer, uh, and you're kind of focused on your work, you're doing what you have to do for your job, you don't, you're not even realizing you're sitting for hours at a time. And, uh, and like you said, Dr. Tolchin had that uh, podcast where he talked about patients who are sedentary uh, for more than five hours a day have been shown that it, it, they've just had poorer health when it comes to their back, their spine even other issues, cardiac, pulmonary, all that stuff kind of plays into the part. So, so, so we'll go through as the conversation, hopefully uh, quite a few tips and pointers that the listeners can, can take um, um, from the conversation. Um, but for this particular one is the recommendation to, um, what is the recommendation? Just to get up every half an hour or 45 minutes and stretch or walk or get a glass of water? What, what, would, you, what would you say for the person who's busy in front of their computer all day to yeah. avoid that, that, you know, that sedentary or that uh, sitting in one place? Uh, yes. So I think getting up and, and doing frequent breaks. So 45 minutes, I think, is a good time to, to you know, maybe um, one of my colleagues, Melissa Guanche, Dr. Melissa Guanche, had, uh, had, told, had told me that she tells her patients to put an alarm on her phone uh, every 45 minutes. So you get up, like you said, can grab a, a, a glass of water, get up and stretch, do some of the exercises um, uh, that can be core strengthening. It can be uh, stretching out the back. It could be Pilates or yoga. It can be um, just even neck exercises like um, chin tucks, um, uh, pectoralis uh, stretches, um, and even moving around the wrist. Um, those are all kind of things that you want to do every 45 minutes or so. Uh, so you're not sitting there for a prolonged period of time and, and causing these muscles to kind of tighten up on you. So, so um, um, you just mentioned a couple of stretches, for example, things people do. So let's, let's, let's pull We'll come back to that, but let's talk then a little bit about the concept of ergonomics. Um, speak a little bit towards what the function, what the concept of ergonomics is and how it uh, is applied to people when they're sitting in one position and especially working on computers or desks or laptops or things like that. Right. So, you know, we're, our spine is kind of built in a way that uh, we have curves and natural curves. And, and this kind of to make us more efficient and to spend less energy so the more that we're on a computer we're all kind of guilty of it we all start to slouch a little bit and lean forward start to lean back in our chair um, and those are all kind of things that are our body's telling it hey listen try to move or, or get up and try to stretch um, 
it, you know, when it comes to a chair, you, you may want to have a chair that has uh, like curves into it so it can support the, the curves of your spine, or you can use um, a lumbar support pillow to kind of give you um, a reminder, hey, you need to kind of curve your back and keep a correct posture. Um, when you're in front of a computer, you want the screen to be about eye level or, or, or uh, a little bit below your eye level. Um, when you're sitting on the chair, you want to try to have the height so that your feet are on the ground. Some people actually have like a foot pedal um, uh, or a foot incline where they can rest their feet. Uh, and some of them actually move. So you can kind of get the, the feet pumping while you're sitting there for those 45 minutes uh, before your break um, and, and uh, stretch out those muscles or increase your, um, uh, your blood flow um, uh, in and out of the legs. Uh, Armrest, you want it to be uh, so that your shoulders aren't so stressed. Um, your mouse... Um, for the wrist, you want your mouse uh, and keyboard to be uh, so that your wrist is uh, neutral, um, not too flexed or too extended. So this actually helps me quite a bit. I have my adult children who are staying at home and my daughter is in her mid-20s, is constantly slouching on a couch working on her laptop. And then I have to give her a back rub at night. So now yeah. I, can, I can make my life a little easier by getting her to sit in the workstation. Um, but it is real. I mean, it's, it's a real component of it. And, and so right. then maybe again, as you just mentioned, this, these are things that would be considered good posture. Is this good work form, like you're saying, sitting with the eye level at the desktop and the 90 degrees for your for your elbows? And is, is that things that people should aspire to when they set up their home office? Yeah, that's that's exactly right. I mean, you want the the good work form uh, for that part of it, and then posture in general. Uh, when people are standing and walking, you want to kind of keep your uh, back upright, your shoulders back a little bit. Um, a lot of people use um, braces to kind of help with that part of it. Uh, like lumbar support braces, but it's actually been shown that it, ha it doesn't really help patients in the sense that it doesn't prevent uh, injuries. One and two, it doesn't. Uh, it actually makes your core weaker because the braces is uh, taking support that your muscles usually do. So when you don't for muscles, when you don't use it, you lose it. So if if those muscles of the core aren't aren't keeping you up and the brace is doing that job, you end up losing those muscles or making it weaker essentially. So the the um, the frequent breaks, not sitting in one place in one particular time. Uh, we'll talk about exercise in a second, but obviously being more active helps changing your position. Right. Your proper posture helps. Right. Um, is there anything else people can do um, um, besides the positional? I guess the things we just mentioned are kind of things to help prevent the the soreness and pain and the, right. and the back injury. Right. What about if someone has it already? Are there additional things they should do? Is it just go back to practicing these habits? Well, uh, the additional things would be probably the exercises. I mean, uh, es essentially, like we said, the, the, if it's neck pain, you want to talk about chin tucks and, and head presses. Uh, you want to do shoulder blade squeezes. Um, and especially with being on the computer for a long time, we start to slouch. And actually, the muscles can start to um, contract or, or, or stay tight on you. So you want to do pectoralis uh, stretches. Uh, where you can kind of you can do it on a frame of a door where you just put your arms on the door on the door frames and then lean forward on it and you stretch out those pecs um, sitting for a while you can get hip flexion um, contractures or, or tightness um, and you can you can stretch uh, your hip flexors um, uh, when people are really in pain you really want to kind of especially when if it's, if it's back going down the legs you really want to focus on the core strengthening um, you can do yoga and Pilates. Those are all been shown that it's been helpful. Um, the whole idea is that the lumbar spine and the cervical spine too, the neck and the back are uh, kind of in no man's land. It's, it's, all, it's the only bone in that section. 
uh, everything else is muscle. So those muscles are weak. All the stress goes onto that that spine, so that lumbar spine or that cervical spine. Um, so the whole point of treatment, physical therapy, and 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 these exercises are to strengthen the muscles around the spine to 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 take less stress off of it. What about um, is there a role for anti-inflammatories and and pain relievers, or where you know where does that come into play when someone's um, not feel when someone's in pain? So there's definitely a role. So I mean, uh, essentially, when you think about back pain, a lot of it may be inflammatory. So that's where the anti-inflammatories come into play. Uh, Acetaminophen or Tylenol also can be beneficial. Um, It's good for pain, doesn't decrease inflammation, but definitely good for pain. Um, When you talk about the conservative, we already spoke about the stretches, exercises, also uh, staying active, trying, you know, gyms are closed, so it's hard for people to go to the gym. I understand that part of it, but even uh, walking around uh, your house or, or your community, um, uh, is beneficial. Uh, eating healthy diet has, is a huge part of it. Um, losing weight can, can help decrease any back or neck pain. Um, so the confluence of all these things is also there's good stress relievers. So there's many benefits in helping us get through this, this pandemic with those recommendations. Right. How about, how about a warm bath at night? A warm <laughs> bath help? can't help. Uh, a massage from your significant other also helps. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I got to think outside the box a little bit, but, yeah, exactly. uh, but, but going back to the original points. So, so you mentioned um, um, in, when you were discussing what, what, you know, especially physiatry is, returning people to function. Um, you mentioned quite a bit pain as the driver. Um, what are some of the other symptoms someone might have that might suggest they would benefit from physiatrists? We talk about you know, tingling or, or other things that might bring someone to say, um, hey, I may benefit from physiatrist evaluation and, and, and treatment plan. Yeah, so pain, pain is a big thing that we work with. Uh, like you said, numbness and tingling can be um, a sign of, of nerve issue. Uh, which we we uh, work up and manage. Um, it, it can be you know joint dysfunction, not not being able to to move the knee as well as you like. Um, gait abnormalities, uh, dropping weakness is a huge thing that you should be coming and seeing a, a physiatrist for. Um, and it, it may be all you know back pain with with going down your leg with a foot drop or your leg is your foot isn't working as well as you want it to, is something that you should come and be evaluated for. Um, I appreciate that. Um, and then, um, you know, a few more questions. So if someone now is forced to work at home, and again, it's obviously been some time, um, we talked about proper posture and stuff like that. Um, where would you tell them it's best to set up their, their work at home? I mean, we kind of alluded to it, but, you know, not slouching in the couch, but speak a little bit towards like, you know, someone's going to come in and say, I'm going to start working at home. How should I begin to do things? Can you speak a little bit what you'd recommend in terms of their home office setup, uh, ideally? Right. So, um, obviously if you're working on a computer, I mean, we work, we've been, I've been working from home as well. So you try to set it up in a, in a, in an office room, ideally if you can, uh, where you have a desk and, and, uh, materials around you, you don't want things on the other side of the room where you have to get up and grab it and, 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 uh, twist and turn to try to get things. Um, the couch is, is comfortable, but not the best for your posture, especially when you have a computer on top of you, laptop, tablets, um, you know, you want something with more structure, essentially, for more support. Um, so you're not tiring out muscles and and uh, and keeping your body in a in a strenuous uh, position for too long. And I think that's why we wanted to reiterate those points. Now, what about when they're not working but they're at home? Because um, now there's a lot more binge watching of TV and uh, and other sedentary lifestyles. Any recommendations for some good habits to uh, develop 
uh, when you're not specifically in front of a computer doing work, but you're doing other homebound stuff? Yeah, you know, it, it all come, it kind of comes down. You want to make sure that your posture is correct. I mean, when we're all on our phones, we're like, we're binge watching all that stuff. So you, you start to slouch and you forget about your posture. Essentially, you want to kind of two things. One is remember your posture and two, try to stay active too. So what I've done is, I mean, it may not be the safest thing to be honest, but I, I, I watch a show while I'm walking or, or while I'm doing some activity. So you want to make sure that you're not tripping and falling over things, but, or on a treadmill, you're not falling, but at the same time, it may be uh, beneficial and want to try to keep it at eye level. So your neck right. isn't, isn't uh, right. slouched. Um, uh, and we, uh, we always see the people, especially when we're out more and they're all looking down on their phones as they're walking for you know, yeah. the time crossing streets. And obviously that can lead to some of these neck injuries and these, these back injuries as well. Right. And then also if you're not paying attention, some, something could hit you. Right. So, right. Another, another. <laughs> and does happen. It does happen. Right. right. Well, well, really this is, this is great information. And we talked about, um, you know, little things people can do, like set the alarm every 45 minutes and right. go get a glass of water or, or get up and, and do something. Cause just sitting in one place is bad. We talked about stretching. You mentioned a couple of stretches and we can provide, some links um, um, in our program notes towards uh, what those stretches specifically are and how they can be followed, whether it's shoulder shrugs or the chin tucks or the things, the wrists and stuff. I think it really does make a difference. And I think that's great. Ergonomics about setting up your office, other lifestyle components, um, um, exercising and eating well, and of course, getting a good night's sleep. Um, anything else you'd like to, you know, to let the listeners know uh, based on things you're seeing, specific concerns regarding uh, the pandemic and the working at home uh, processes, anything, uh, anything further that uh, you want to address? I think one thing I forgot to say is that uh, with the wrists, especially with com- a lot of patients that are on computers a lot, we see that they develop a uh, carpal tunnel. So that's also something to kind of keep into mind. Uh, you can buy braces uh, like at your local drugstore, uh, and that may be beneficial, especially if you're kind of getting that numbness in the hand and you just start shaking it off. That may be a sign that it's carpal tunnel. So, uh, you know, before, you know, Very valid. You wanna, right. So you want to see a physician for that, but at the same time, if, Hey, you know, you don't have time right now and you're in pain, try the, the brace and maybe beneficial for you. And it doesn't happen overnight. So it's a repetitive right. injury. So you certainly have time to prevent it. If you're not currently experiencing that, make sure you have the right posture. That's 100% yeah. correct. That's great. So I really appreciate your time and um, um, your, your expertise, uh, Dr. Justin Dottom at the uh, Miami Neuroscience Institute, the Spine Center. Um, great information. And uh, hopefully we can all have better posture as I'm sitting up right now in my chair. <laughs> we're having the conversation. And again, I'm going to have to talk to my daughter when I get home. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, to our listeners, again, as always, any thoughts or comments or any ideas or uh, future topic recommendations, write to us at Baptist Health Talk at BaptistHealth.net. We hope to have some program notes um, that should be uh, supporting uh, some of the conversation topics we had today. And thank you uh, to uh, all our listeners. Uh, stay safe and stay home. Find additional valuable health and wellness information on our resource blog at BaptistHealth.net slash news. And be sure to interact with us on our social media channels for live and upcoming events. This podcast is brought to you by Baptist Health South Florida, healthcare that cares.